The Sisler Family Playhouse, not affiliated with SAG After, probably presents the latest in high fashion murder. Joe Pants runs a photo shoot with Sherry Belafonte and Holly Goodhead. Jennifer Hart faces down super perv publisher Butterfly Eyebrows Baranski. She decides to delve into the world of modeling. What could possibly go wrong there? You know, I went to a UFC fight once and a fashion party broke out. Let me take a stab at the plot. Jennifer finds a murder victim. Jennifer goes to meet Scotty, but finds her sister Mary, a photo negative of Edna Swandumper. Jennifer feels that Mary might be more unbalanced than our last load of laundry. Jonathan agrees to participate in a photo shoot, and the hearts start the trend of wearing pajamas everywhere. Jennifer takes a shower, and wow, when they say walk in closet, they don't mean everyone. Now Scotty has gone off the supply chain, and mayhem Mayhem ensues. Here comes the twist. Scotty and Mary are one and the same. Turns out Mary died in a car accident. Bad girl confrontation time takes place under the watchful eye of Balcony, luggage cart's first cousin twice removed. The Scotty Mary hybrid tries to kill Jennifer, but Jonathan pulls her back from the brink, literally. Hey, Peggy, meet your new roommate. Dear friend Drusher, if you were an actor on Heart to Heart, chances are you've already been a victim. The The end. end. Welcome back to It Was Murder, the number one heart-to-heart podcast in the world. And it's Heart Girl Summer. <laughs> pew, pew. Woo. I'm your diehard romantic, Eric Blood. And I'm your devoted lover, Ellen Iso. And I'm the virgin bronzer for this summer only, Joe Garber. <laughs> and so bronze you are. I'm so bronze. <laughs> you look like an don't Oscar. Even, I don't get what it means. Six foot five <laughs> Oscar. So what it means. Uh, <laughs> I'm out in the sun. It's summertime. Fourth of July is over. Thank He's God. Spreading coconut oil all over his body. <laughs> yeah, I'm laying spread eagle into the sunshine. He's full, full of melanomas. Chalk full. Um, <laughs> Beautiful melanoma. <laughs> And not a laughing matter. Not at all. Uh, Today we are continuing our fabulous celebration of the Heart Girls and Heart Girls Summer with Scotty, played by Lois Childs in the fabulous season two episode Mm -hmm. of Heart to Heart, the latest in high fashion murder. (laughs) Want to know what? Want to know how it went down? Sort of. Yeah, Ellen. No. Hit us. Hit us with the. Oh, okay. Maybe I'll try and be different now. Great. Thanks for letting me do this. This is scary. You're scaring me. Yeah, I don't like this. Stop. Don't do that. Okay. (laughs) The latest in high fashion murder, or as I now think of it, make this as hard chic as possible. (laughs) And so they do. Jennifer is um, at Nate Bulkman's photography studio. Surprise and yay, it's Joey Pants wearing yay. velour and lavender pants and capizios, and it's amazing. And there is a photo shoot with a model who I don't know her name is, Lois Childs, and Sherry Belafonte Harper. Ding. <laughs> and um, there's a creepy, creepy man. I'm so overwhelmed with how creepy this person is. Alexi, and he apparently runs a magazine. Anyway, like I said, Jennifer's writing a thing. And they're, the Alexi guy and Joey Pants are like, oh, Jennifer, let us take a picture because it's accomplished women or whatever because it's um, Michael Volbrecht. Yay, the real Michael Volbrecht. It's his fashion show, fashion spread, magazine thing. There's a lot of overlap. Anyway, uh, Lois Childs has a split personality because she's struggling with deep guilt because she was rushing to a fashion job and she killed her sister in a car wreck. It takes a long time to find out because she's going around stabbing everybody. <laughs> yes. Well done. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, she's going around stabbing everybody. that's the cliff notes man Mm -hmm. yes (laughs) oh god okay Uh, well that's not how i recall it (laughs) (laughs) what how dare you ladies and gentlemen (laughs) the for our rashomon moment uh (laughs) the latest in high fashion murder jennifer is hanging out at a fashion shoot for michael volkman's 
full magazine spread in uh, <laughs> Satanic Times, edited by <laughs> Mephisto himself. <laughs> uh, he, Mephisto is immediately fingered as a creep Ooh. who is all over this uh, one of the models. She mm. basically says, "No, I'm never gonna. I'm never gonna sleep you with you." Then they go to a party where there's my favorite yuppie dance cage. <coughs> and that woman gets stabbed and dies. It's the most, uh, the most affected the hearts have ever been by a murder. Uh, and then they just, the fashion must go on. So Jennifer is talked into doing a fashion shoot. Uh, then Scotty, who is our main character, uh, her, her invalid sister <laughs> uh, talks to Jennifer. And then we find out that they're both the same person because of the hot dog eating psychiatrist. Yes. Yes. Hot dog eating psychiatrist. Two dogs appropriate. Yeah. Right in front of Jonathan. It's a two dog guy. I love those. Two dog lunch. I'm pandemic. You're pa- oh, <laughs> pandemic. Ellen pandemic, Scotty. Is- <laughs> pandemic Ellen. Um, How do you even know it's me? You don't know it's me. I don't. <laughs> What's your Especially middle name? With that, with that Texan accent. What's your middle slash sister's name? Ma- Mary. Mary. <laughs> Mary. <laughs> okay. The latest in high fashion murder. (laughs) Jennifer is uh, researching a story, basically a photographer, about a magazine called the Los Angeles Fashion Times in my head. And (laughs) she's outside. She's cleaning herself up when a model gets killed. And there's a creepy guy named Alexi. And she's cleaning herself when he gets killed. And she finds both bodies. And she's never (laughs) suspected as the murderer. They're doing a fashion shoot at her house. And uh, she's going to be in in the magazine. And then what happens after that is they go to, uh, there's a fashion show. But Jonathan's. Oh, L- uh, fuck. I'm messing this all up. Jennifer meets uh, the sister of a model and it's her name's Scotty and she has a bunk leg and she's all like kind of creepy, but mostly chill and just supports her sister. And it turns out Jonathan goes to her psychiatrist of the model and it turns out that her sister's been dead for over 100 years. And so, <laughs> so he goes to rush to Jennifer and the woman's coming up behind her with a knife and she tries to stab Jennifer and goes flying off a balcony. But Jonathan kept, grabs her and pulls her back up and says, we're going to help you. She was racked with guilt because she actually got her sister killed and so she was just killing everyone who resembled herself sort of except alexi that was a bonus kill the end wow oh you, god you you got derailed and you got still really pulled it you back came together. right back came <laughs> amazing i correct recorrected sharply i kept the i kept almost saying ellen i think because we were like <laughs> i was like trying to figure out your fat your sister's name and then i almost <laughs> called her ellen like three times <laughs> Pandemic what Ellen. is my sister's name? I've forgotten because it's been a hundred years since I killed her. <laughs> since you killed her. So I love, so if you piece together what's happening in this episode, so Mary is, believes she's Scotty, right? No. Mary is the normal model. No. Scotty is the, Scotty's the Scotty... normal model. Believes she's Mary, who's dead, who she accidentally her killed. Her dead sister. And, and Mary is killing people that resemble Scotty as a way to express her guilt about the death like she's killing herself over and over she's, again yeah as she's, her she's suffering from a trauma and guilt induced split personality disorder like i don't know what the homicide term is suicide did which all the kids on tiktok are pretending to have yeah <laughs> are they really yes. yeah it's really um, weird but the thing That's, is very that's in very poor taste the funniest um, thing to me is alexi's death because he's just a creepy guy that she just wanted to kill he should extra. just be killed yeah but he doesn't resemble scotty at all so it's just this extra guy that she just kills for no reason other than I he, he resembles the I devil think he's just i think he's just in the way of i think jennifer was the target i agree and he's oh, just in the way i agree that his creepiness sense. got him killed and, yeah and mm-hmm. and good, good because no one cares about jennifer him. Is saved. <laughs> I had erased the character of Alexi from my mind. Same, yeah. And me it's too. because so gross. The minute I saw those weirdly highly placed little tufty <sighs> eyebrows, yeah. I just about lost my shit completely. I just was so creepy. So out. gross. Mm. This little upturned commas that look disgusting. Yeah, he, that his whole style. Is the price to play pay for this one yeah this episode <laughs> that's the cost of this episode is you have to experience that character and performance True, although i did notice this time he uh wears a lot of uh tonal outfits 
mm. that mm. I appreciate, right? Like it's like I'm wearing that suit and a yucky hat, but everything, all my accessories are purple or all oh. my accessories are green. Mm-hmm. It's like, cool. Well, he's in fashion. He should have a point of view. I mean, how is that guy in fashion? Uh, well, he's the editor I mean, of the Los Angeles Fashion Times. The- <laughs> in your mind. Yeah. Is it just like in the Los Angeles of your mind? Mm-hmm. The heart um, Los Angeles. The, wow. I mean, where to even start? Well, Let's, we should start with Scotty. Exactly. Because she is our heart girl. Yes, Scotty, the yes. wonderful, beautiful Lois Childs mm-hmm. who is so good in this episode like it's a it's a part that actually tasks the, the person to act yeah um, totally. which which you know sometimes sometimes it, that's not the case sometimes they just have pretty <laughs> she, pretty girl who who looks pretty right but she has to have the range beautiful and plain yes she <laughs> <laughs> she has to go from <laughs> Runway makeup to not make up. Yeah. <laughs> to runway to hide away. <laughs> it's like every teen rom com from the nineties when yes. runway girl would put to go away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> high fashion to high fever. That's great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right, because we can't call her Pandemic Scotty anymore because it just doesn't make sense. Do well, <laughs> so do you know Lois Childs from a different role than this? I know her piecemeal from like just a history of seeing her around. Ellen's more familiar with Lois Child's oh, really? uh, career from Moonraker. Mostly, <laughs> is that why? That's is that her most famous? She's just role? like an iconic glamour girl and model, and like just a face of the late seventies, early eighties. Yeah, I mean that facial structure just screams like a certain time period mm-hmm. in the most amazing way. Mm-hmm. But also, she just. She is such a good actress, and I think for model turn actresses, I don't know if we're if we're belittling them by by saying like, oh, for a model, they're a really good actress. But it really, I don't know. She really nails it in this. But you think of all of the women that transition back and forth between modeling and acting, and I feel like maybe we should no longer do emphasize the hybrid like that it's a miracle but in the heart heart of earth i think eric what you're saying is like sometimes that they would do that and it maybe would not be the best choice dramatically in terms of where that person's at versus the role they're supposed to be playing i think yeah i think i'm mentioning this specifically in the realm of television where it's like like you know sometimes they just need a model and it's not a model slash actress it's it's Mm. just a model um, which, you know, I'm sorry. I, d- I don't want, I know. I feel like, am I sounding belittling? No, uh, no, no, no. I'm, you know what so. I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah. but we're like last, our last week's heart girl, MB, I actually talked about how her face was very much emblematic of models at the time, a certain kind of model. And so, you know, I'm in it. I'm in oh, yeah. it. I'm mm-hmm. Luxist. Luxist. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, Lois. Sorry, did I say Luxist? I probably <laughs> meant sexist. <laughs> Lois, who we also hung out with in Death on the Nile. Uh, yes. oh. I don't know that we've seen. It. I don't think she's been in anything else that we've watched aside from those two things. But she'll yeah, pop up again. Pod, I'm quite sure. <laughs> I'm. I hope so. Yeah. I'm just seeing like, oh yeah, she was in broadcast news, which which is yeah. Bananas. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Is Moonraker good? <laughs> I don't think I've ever yeah. seen that. It is. They actually go to the moon in it. I mean, it's not a great Bond film. Oh. But I guess it depends on what your taste in Bond is. Uh-huh. What era of Bond you're, you are into. It says on the poster, um, where all other the other Bonds end, this one begins. So I don't know what that means. Uh, I'm not a Bond person. only one way for you to find out, Joe. Wait, now I should watch it. I'm not a Bonder. Uh, Lois Childs was also in Until the End of the World, which is a movie that uh, I love. Um, and Creep Show too. Oh, everyone is, is in Creep, the Creep Show franchise, she is which I love. Annie Lansing. She is the Thanks for the Ride Lady. Really? Yeah. Which Thanks for I the Ride Lady. Didn't, Thanks for the Ride. I didn't realize that, and now I'm thinking. Is Lois Childs my favorite actress? Yeah. That is range to be Miss L- Mrs. Lansing <laughs> and <laughs> Pandemic Scotty. <laughs> uh-huh. Within a few years, I'm just I'm blown away. From I love plain Lois to Child. beautiful. <laughs> the many facets of beauty and <laughs> and uh, malice. 
Yeah, that I mean, she's incredible in Creep Show. Yeah, she right. is. Thanks 100%. for the ride, lady. Is really, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> iconic gets thrown around a lot, but that shit, like her part in it's that, it's Pantheon. It is. Thanks for the ride, lady. Is just uh, that'll yeah. cost you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll cost me five times of seeing Alexi before finally he gets stabbed. Oh um, God. Wow. The way he grabs at the uh, the model in the pink jumpsuit at the beginning, grabs like her upper arm when she's trying to walk away. Oh, yes. Gross. It's so disgusting. Well, that's something we have to talk about. Is that what's one thing that's interesting about this episode is that it does end up being a glimpse into a part of the modeling world that maybe yeah. isn't necessarily addressed at that moment, you know, at the at the time that this show is airing but mm-hmm. of course it's also kind of like the start of a real supermodel uh coke snorting glamour time or whatever or the tail end of of disco times <laughs> it was a valley but, between two peaks yeah, of coke yeah but snorting. there's there's a conversation that the models and jennifer have in which there's a tacit acknowledgement mm-hmm. that they work with creeps yeah and that there is a power struggle. Mm-hmm. And as much as I wish I could say we left that quaint hideousness uh, in the year that this was made, yeah. you know, it's all the things and it persists and it's not just women and men. It's there's always going to be someone that harasses you and thinks they have the right. And there's always going to be an environment at times of having to accept it, mm-hmm. like to have this known behavior. I mean, we could we could look in the paper today and probably find 15 million stories like citing exactly that. Yeah. Someone finally gets what they deserve for harassing people, mm-hmm. making their lives terrible. Um, and there's always the follow up where people are like, yeah, yeah, we knew that. Yeah, yeah but, totally. You know, but people want to work. People have jobs. And that's what those people are are counting on and that alexi guy like they and lean so hard into what a creep he is Mm -hmm. it really is a focus of the episode while that character is alive it's so uncomfortable and i find that pretty fascinating actually Mm because it's not like he has behavior that we think is creepy now or that we're shocked to see was on primetime television they're they're really focusing on that Mm -hmm. because it is part of the storyline but it also feels like somebody's letting us know like it's not okay. It's, and in the context of Hollywood, can you even imagine how oh. it, weird it would feel to be acting scenes like that while still just deeply entrenched mm-hmm. in that exact same yeah. situation? I'm sure like those, the models that are cast in this episode and Stephanie Powers and probably every woman on set, that's not news. Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's they, they even vi- like aside from it, vis- visually, um, they, they present him as the villain. Yeah, like as a red herring, but truly yeah. as the villain yeah. at the very beginning mm-hmm. of the episode, like come, oh, yeah, all the creepy lechy looks and those damn eyebrows. And come on, sneaking into like, no Jennifer's good guy has eyebrows like that. showering, <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, totally disgusting. But yeah, it's it. He, he, we are aware that he is villainous, regardless of whether he is the murderer in this or not. Mm-hmm. He is the yeah. villain. And I still consider him to be the villain. We've had this discussion quite a few times right. about whether or not Scotty or, or a character like Scotty is a villain or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I don't really think so. I mean, she's confused. She's mentally and, ill. Yeah. yeah she's totally. Ha- she's having That's a break. Like, yeah. There's this one of my internet videos right now <laughs> going around. About, and it's a woman on a plane and she's yelling at an imaginary person in the back of the plane. I don't know if you guys have seen this. I've seen the, the um, person she I was sure yelling haven't. at. And people are looking at her and then turning around to see what she's pointing at. You know, she's having a, a mental breakdown, but everyone's talking about the video as if she's like an idiot who just is like trying to get attention. And it's like, clearly this woman is having some kind of mental crisis that's not like, she's not choosing to see. I mean, unless she's just totally faking this, which is possible, I guess, but it's like the person that she was yelling about, mm-hmm. uh, I, I, he, he responded to these videos and he, he was sitting next to her on the plane. Oh, she was drunk. He was, uh, she was asking him endless questions about his tattoos, which he was trying to just like, please leave me alone. 
Um, and then he mentioned to her that he was a Freemason, and she was like, "So you praise Satan? Oh, you praise Satan above all?" Okay. And then, and then he started fucking with her and saying, "Like, uh, yeah, of course." Oh, and so she then and Freemasons, out. we we rule the universe. We don't we don't care about the world. <laughs> okay. And the like, he was doing it for the benefit of the people sitting around him who were laughing. Oh. And that's when she exploded. Oh, and so okay. Went I into thought... a drunken. Psycho rage. Man, that's so, so much backstory to yeah, have to have. I did not have any of that context either. Videos. It's yeah. just um, a lot. It's. I, I mean, the fact is that Americans are having a mental break right now, and everyone yeah. needs fucking therapy and medication. And it's. <laughs> but there's yeah, there's all kinds of videos like that of people having mental breakdowns that are being filmed and then kind of being made fun of, which is just you know obviously horrible, and they're not. They don't, they're not like purposefully acting like that or being, you know, malicious in, in any way. They're having mental crises. And that is, I don't know, they just get painted as these villains in the public opinion. And it's like so strange. I don't know. It's, it's so hard weird. because when your mental breakdown focuses on racism. Yeah. Yeah. That is, you're, you're, specific. you're not going to be. <laughs> Like you are the villain. Mm. Like that's that's just that. And I know even if it is like purely I'm having a mental break, this is this is not how I would normally feel in my day to day life. Yeah. You're if you, again, James Baldwin says it best, like we can disagree unless your stance is against my being alive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's a good point. Back to Scotty. Yeah. Back to Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> So we can acknowledge that Scotty, at least, unlike many people struggling with mental health issues, um, is able to avail uh, herself yes. mm-hmm. with uh, analysis. So she actually goes to see a professional because she had that accident and is obviously traumatized. Maybe the but wrong choice in psychiatrists. Yeah, when <laughs> <laughs> when Jonathan goes to weirdly get personal health information about Scotty yeah. from the analyst, there's this extra little thing where he's just eating his lunch, and it <laughs> makes that scene, I wonder about that, because it's just like, <laughs> wh- was that? In the script, or were they shooting it? And it was like, this is um, not like this needs a little more something. Like this is too dry, or it's right. not too this or that, or there's not. We can't really. And the do fact much, that it's so, why don't you eat lunch? It's two hot dogs, and he doesn't give one to Jonathan. He doesn't offer oh, a hot no, dog to Jonathan. No, it's no. so strange to me that he's going to eat, <laughs> sit there, and eat two hot dogs in front of somebody. Not in his strange office. to me. Not strange at all. That's lunch. Not if you're, that you if would. you're having a hot dog for lunch, you're having two hot dogs. But, and Ellen agrees with me in front of somebody right. who's two meeting with dogs. you about a serious <laughs> person. Standing strong. Okay. I guess we agree to disagree on how many hot dogs is appropriate. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait till we're all sitting down eating hot dogs. <laughs> no, that's going to be... <laughs> to see what happens. That's going to get oh God, really I'm heated. Fucking kill for a hot dog. Uh, uh, I feel like that scene is... <laughs> it's interesting. Kill for a hot dog? It's really interesting. Oh, sure. Okay. i kill Alexi for a fucking... Just for the hell of it. Yeah. Just to get, of, <laughs> to, get yeah. to get his hot dogs. Just to, just to <laughs> end it. Just to end it. Hot, Alexi is definitely a two hot dog Angeles guy, by the way. Times. That's a two hot dog man, Alexi. Uh... What, how does Jonathan know to go to this person? Because the scene kind of just comes out of nowhere. And from my perspective, and maybe it's because there's a boring scene in front of it that I just like zone out on. Am I mistaken? Did Scotty mention her doctor or mention Marie's Marie? Wait, what's Mary? Mary. Mary's the dead sister. I thought occupying space in Scotty's Scotty's personality and mind. Um, for some reason, my memory of it is that Michael Volbrecht references that because Scotty had called out oh, sick yes. previously, and then he says, "I don't want her to be out, you know, to do me like that again or something." That's my memory of it, but don't hold me to that, listener. I think you're right because it was like it goes from yeah. fashion show rehearsal mm-hmm. directly to yeah. that. It's um, a strange transition into this scene with a doctor that we don't know. It's and, just quick. It's mm. it's like. This episode is interestingly uh, paced and and yeah. kind of put together. I I love it. I think it's really really good. I I love. The, I do too. I love that they present us with a villain who ends up being killed in the middle of it, which is always great. Yes. Um. And then 
the the reveal <laughs> though i mean after after jennifer talks to to <laughs> mary pandemic scotty mm-hmm. um <laughs> i mean we're all we're all suddenly thinking like oh well then <laughs> they're that's just scotty like they're not really yeah. they're not really doing yeah, a, a patty I mean, duke thing here <laughs> me- messy yeah. hair and a pair of scary topsiders yes not really <laughs> keep me from knowing that it's yeah. uh, the stunning Lois Childs, but her performance is not the reason that we don't know that no. we don't believe that it's a different person. No, but you know, honestly, Jennifer doesn't ask, but you could make the assumption that they were twins. True. I this definitely true. did make that assumption because they look identical because <laughs> yeah, they they're are the same person. <laughs> so I, I assumed that but, Jennifer had assumed that. But her accent is great. I love her. Like, is it? I guess it's Southern. Is yeah. That what it I looked is? her up. She's oh, yeah. from Houston. Uh, she was born in Houston. So I'm assuming that's just how her parents talked. And she's. Do you think she's just leaning into the yeah, twang? It's yeah. too real. Like it's it's not uh it's not forced fake. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not yeah. it's no, not no, actory it's, accent. No, she's it's she's good. not foghorn leghorning. It. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I um, love she's starting to talk about what happened with the sisters and she says it was raining. We were rushing to a booking. <laughs> I wrote exactly that down. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was raining. raining. We was rushing to a booking. We was rushing Always, to a that's booking. That's that Scotty. Always rush, rush, rush. Always rush, rush, rush. <laughs> I think that seems great. Mm-hmm. And and the dialogue is so beautifully deliberate. Mm-hmm. And gives you so much more of a sense of the relationship between the sisters, mm. and then you realize later, like where that guilt might come from, just in their relationship and the hierarchy there, and how it shifts. You know, you've got yeah. one, the sister Mary, um, who lets Jennifer know that she kind of organized stuff and worked like a personal assistant and supported Scotty's career. But then obviously Scotty is the sitter of, of that world, you know, like that's mm-hmm. a choice that they made, but without Mary, you know, how's Scotty holding it together. But mm-hmm. then it's also that Scotty chooses to work super hard, rush, rush, rush mm-hmm. all the things and Mary dies. And Got so it killed. feels yeah, I mean, it feels real that that if not that you might would necessarily have DID, but that as a result, but that it would be what would haunt you. Yeah. Your complicity, not only just as the driver of the car, mm-hmm. but just all of the things and reflecting on how much your sister did for you and mm-hmm. how much you love them and that you would acutely feel their absence. Even if they weren't your sister, you would feel the absence of somebody who support is, supports you so much in your career and yes. believes in you. Yes. And encourages you. I, yeah. this and the motivation. Yeah. This is a really fascinating, I love it that she was like fractured apart by that accident and then murders herself by murdering other models that's, I guess, maybe don't really resemble her so much, but they're like just stand ins for herself that she's killing mm-hmm. over and over again. Yeah, it's, I they're surrogates. Love. That's so cool. What a cool villain and a cool arc for a story and so strange and weird and dark. And it's dark. It's definitely dark. (laughs) Yeah. I do wish the one thing I still wish about this episode is that it wasn't at a rehearsal when everything went down and it was at the actual fashion show. Yeah. I don't, it's just, it would have so much more weight and the cool giallo knife shots. I know. I just imagine Mm -hmm. the, the cost, like the cost of filling that room. I know. Just they'd be like, no, I no. wonder what they because then, that then I on. think probably stunt, uh, stunt insurance gets higher when they when they dangle Scotty off the off <laughs> About the, the ten foot balcony. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't I don't mind the rehearsal and. One thing that I really love about this episode that is not Heart Girl Summer focused is, of course, and I think we talked about this last time. If we didn't, I'd be astonished. Um, I just have to say it. Michael Volbrecht. Mm. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. Michael Volbrecht. So Michael Volbrecht, are Michael these... Volbrecht, He gives a great performance. He does. Oh yeah, and are, he's a real fashion designer. You yeah, said, and we've talked absolutely. About, yeah, are, are these his real pieces? You know, I believe that yes. they are. Wow. Any of them, um, he, at least the he, ones that are like the big capes. silk capes. Those are yeah. his. Oh. the really illustrative work because he, I I would say he's most known for illustration work. Yes, oh, okay. and considered considered that to be a big focus of his career, although then he shifted and kind of wanted to be thought of more as a 
designer, but something that makes um, his career really interesting to me is that he kind of, it kind of, I don't want to say it petered out because I just think his illustration work in particular is iconic and amazing, Mm -hmm. but um, he sort of went out of the, out of the spotlight for a while, came back and designed as uh, the, the house designer for Perry Ellis for a handful of years in the early aughts. But one of the reasons that he kind of faded out from fashion and focused on his art and illustration is because he made a conscious decision not to license his name. Mm. Oh. And the licensing of the names, Perry Ellis did it, like all the designers did it. And it really like, that's why you can get a Halston, you know, coffee cup warmer because fashion does not make you money. It Mm. does not make the designer money. And those big companies saw their moment and everybody was licensing. I mean, when Halston's licensing, it's like, oh man. So I really think it's interesting that he was like, nope. Yeah. That is really interesting. That is a stance to take. Yeah. It is. It's a I mean, it's a good it's it's a it's a good stance. I mean, it's yeah. a, it's something that in fashion is nearly unheard of. Mm-hmm. But mainly because we just will never hear about it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, right. His work, though, in as showcased in this episode, is so it's so good. Great. I would wear. So cool. I would really? love I to was... wear like a, a a version of the cape that Scotty is wearing in the first photo shoot. The mm-hmm. red with one the with cranes. the birds. Yeah. Oh yeah, I that is cool. Love that so much. I love ninety percent. There are a couple pieces. Like there's one sequined flower cape thing and then the one mm-hmm. where the the other models like I, now i'm stuck with this and he Sherry, says Sherry nothing i designed is something that someone gets stuck with and it's <laughs> like this mm, color blocked yeah. sequined that, that becomes like a salsa dance dress yeah, yeah it's uh, a, a teared off the shoulder oof. thing and it's they're not just sequins they're oh, paillettes. Oh, yes. You know, dinner plate sized. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, for totally. lack of a better way to describe <laughs> it, right? And, you know, paillettes have their place. Yeah. But is that place head to toe? Maybe if you're like Joey Heatherton live in Las Vegas or something. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I don't think so. But, you Not know, no, no shade to Michael Volbrecht, who no. makes those beautiful robes, all God, the things. Yeah. I love them because the fabrics are so graphic and there's that direct connectivity to his illustration work, which yeah, is iconic yes. and super important in the history of fashion and fashion merchandising mm-hmm. in the United States. This so it's great love. to see him. He looks amazing and he gives such a good performance. And mm-hmm. that's like a nail biter where, man, that could be a really bad cameo. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Totally. The When Scotty's on her way up to, she's pulling the knife out, she's going to go stab Jennifer. There's so funny because there's shots of the models just spinning around on the runway, yes. like just doing spins in the big capes. It's wonderful. It's, so it's good. great. Yeah. It's so stylish. The one thing that <laughs> I can't not talk about it, even though I sort of am loath to say anything bad about this episode because I love it. Mm-hmm. But when, you know, the, one of the indicators, like there's a number of things that first it's, it's used to, to uh, cast our doubt onto Alexi perverted red herring is that he has a cane. Mm-hmm. So there's like ugly loafers and canes are, <laughs> the things that are trying to tell us like murderer alert uh-huh. right um <laughs> but when jonathan is at the two hot dog lunch uh f- figuring out like what's actually going on scotty is at the rehearsal but she has already had her break and so it is mary mm-hmm. disguised as scotty yes and mm-hmm. there's that terrifying moment when Jonathan calls the theater trying to warn Jennifer and Mary yes. answers the phone and it's chilling. It's such a great horror movie, movie movie moment. There's lots of those in this episode, especially involving loafers, but it brings on the limp. Yes. And the limp, the way that Lois is limping towards jennifer who is all the way up in the balcony of yeah. this taking giant flash theater. photos across the whole uh-huh. theater <laughs> and and lois wearing 
sequins. So mm-hmm. you would absolutely be noticing her. Also, she's 90 feet tall or whatever mm-hmm. with pearls around her neck and holding a knife. Yeah. So she is then limping towards her in a way that is, if it was just like a couple clicks faster, I would buy it as terrifying, you know, horror movie limping because no matter how much you try to escape, the steadiness of evil will always mm-hmm. overtake you. But this limp is not that pace. Mm-mm. And so it's just like, Jesus, like it would take her a year <laughs> yeah. to get not just up to the balcony, but just to get to the door to the stairs to the balcony. Yes. Yeah. And it makes it <laughs> hilarious to me. And then that kind of bums me out. Because yeah. I just want it to be crazy and scary. Well, thank God it takes her that long because Jonathan has time to drive like from West LA to wherever they are. In <laughs> to the downtown. Hollywood Palladium. Oh, the Palladium is yeah. where it is. That, yeah, she is going slow. She's on a simmer, a murder simmer. When she's walking the catwalk and, and her ankle gives and she's bringing on the limp and possibly the shift, uh, yep. I gasped. I, <laughs> That's a great <laughs> Every moment. time I see like a high heel, like my, oh, it just makes yeah. my, you can just hear the ligaments. Oh. It just makes my heart jump. I hate that. Something mm-hmm. that we haven't talked about yet. And it sets this episode apart for me from a lot of other heart to heart episodes is basically a theme song oh lord the sticks oh, yeah. sticks song that plays like five times yes during this episode because once I you love. once you pay for it you gotta, you gotta use make it, it worth yeah. it the, the right. first best, one best use of half penny two penny yes <laughs> ever. best use ever when she, she stabs that picture and runs the knife across it oh, and then that so, song starts playing so good i like mm-hmm. i love this song for this episode you don't like it you hate oh, it? i just hate the song but i think oh. in the in the episode it 100% is doing all the it right things. It works really well. Mm. And I love the song. Oh. And so I love the song in the episode. I love Sticks, though. Oh, yeah. That's just, that's established. Um, do with that what you will. What I love is that when it shifts and we see, you know, the anonymous person's shrine wall or victim wall, mm-hmm. um, that there, the, a picture of Jennifer appears once Jennifer is going to be targeted and it's cut out from the newspaper, but it's cut out from heart to heart of this newspaper because next to it, you can see a byline and it's Althea Prince, who is the reporter oh. who is in um, the Rattlesnake Ballerina. Episode. Oh, yes. cool. <laughs> Season two, episode three, Althea Prince. Uh, Jennifer's see? pandemic Scotty, Rattlesnake Ballerina. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't even consider yeah, that a pandemic totally. look though. No. <laughs> or what? That's not a pandemic look. It's That's like more just Twirly Vegas. Spurs. No, Twirly definitely Spurs. not. Yeah, Twirly Spurs. <laughs> but her double sister, biological, obviously genetically identical sister. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Who they're pretending isn't the same person. Uh, or like maybe we just overestimate our own ability to recognize people. Or maybe people in heart, the heart to heart of us have a little touch of the face blindness. It's entirely possible. Yeah, they could. They they meet a lot of people and they see a lot of people die. So in my if I was one of the hearts, I would be like constantly thinking of people that were already dead, murdered in front of me. I'd be like, oh, are, should we get dinner with them? Oh, they were murdered in front of me like three weeks ago. Whoops. Never mind. We probably shouldn't Whoopsie. get dinner with them. I love Cross the look them off the Christmas card list when the first model gets stabbed. So Jennifer's cleaning stuff off. She got spilled on at that weird party. Oh yeah, that in the in the fashion offices that are like. There's like a water cooler. It's really weird. Well, was that set. the photo oh, studio? studio? It's yeah. Nate, Nate's They're just back at Nate. Vulcan's oh, it's his studio. photography studio. Yeah. Uh-huh. Still, still strange. He's got the dark room. And yes. men's and women's bathrooms, powder rooms. It's just so strange. I guess he would have that. That seems like models. that's yeah. that's that makes um, sense to me. But she. So, yeah. If they didn't have a bathroom, that would be weird. <laughs> yeah. Jennifer is cleaning herself up and the model leaves. And then the look, Jennifer opens the door and the model's just standing there with blood pouring out of her stomach. Which is or amazing. Abdomen. Oh, and it's the, so good. The look she gives is like, it's so, she's like still being a beautiful model, but falling sort of gracefully. And Jennifer, mm. they're just staring at each other's eyes. And Jennifer is, seems as confused as I would be in that moment. Like, it seems like that model wants her to see it. Like she's showing Jennifer, look, I'm, I'm dying. And, and then Jennifer just stands there and doesn't do anything. She's just like, okay. I mean, she's shocked. It's a commercial break. So there's freeze (laughs) freeze frame. Every actor is required to stand perfectly still. (laughs) Yeah. No, not always in hard tar. A lot of those freeze frames are super blurry. True. Very true. Uh, I, I just, I love that scene because we get, we get the shot of Jennifer and Jonathan on the sofa. Just, just shook. And it's oh, yeah. it's a rarity, as we we mentioned. It's frequently. true. It's a it's a rarity. It's also, is it copless? Yes. 
Yeah. We don't see any any lieutenant so and so. We have we no don't dealings. See detective anybody. We nope. don't see no nope. parking ticket person. Mm-mm. Um, and that's weird, right? It's a little odd. That's, kind that's of strange. weird for heart to heart. But it it yeah. is also like it's one of those. <sighs> it's just it's what's interesting is that it's wrapped up in such a like a time sensitive situation for everybody mm-hmm. because of the show. Mm-hmm. And the magazine, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. even in in her shook state, she turns to uh, Alexi and says, "I'll call you tomorrow mm-hmm. to right. to schedule the fucking photo shoot." Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, Alexi is totally fine. Yeah, um, it's weird to have someone rub your forehead. That's the strangest. Jonathan's always doing what? these weird little like g- gamey. He's like. They're talking about how nervous they are for the next day, Jonathan and Jennifer, and he's like, you know what's good for nerves? Rubbing someone's forehead. And then she's like, like this, and she starts rubbing his forehead, like just st- sitting in front of him. It's so strange. I hmm. don't understand. Oh, you guys don't do that? No, <laughs> no do you? <laughs> Is we're, we're well, I hire no- someone to come in and do it. <laughs> Your forehead rubbing? We're in a no-face touching. You know, I live alone. No face touching what? world. <laughs> <laughs> I have zero memory of that scene happening. It's so Is bizarre. It, what are they doing when that happens? Are they in They're bed? In like bed you, in their pajamas. Okay. But it's doing like the weird sexy joke about like Yeah. He's like, you know, it's good my, for my sleep or whatever. Yeah. Okay. And okay. then she's like, Are you trying to like sleep with me and he's like no never and does the whole coy you know their interaction thing but like it's like rubbing the no surprise here sometimes i tune out on those scenes yeah (laughs) yeah not entirely because respect but uh sometimes i'm just not taking it on as um Mm. crucial information so i'm extra glad that the two of you do pay attention to those scenes and (laughs) get weirded weirded out by you love them and you love them enough and appreciate them enough for all three of us yeah that is what i tell myself it's just don't touch my face they just get strange sometimes (laughs) yeah and then don't kick freeway off the bed jonathan oh rude it's always annoying yeah, mm. they're they're at their really. Photo you want to do it on the bed with Freeway there? That seems not Freeway doesn't want that. He this... thinks he does, but he it take it'll take him a second. Oh yeah, I guess he's up. like we're gonna bang in his head. I was just thinking they were like going to bed and forehead rubbing before bed. I was gonna tell such a not not good story to tell in a podcast. <laughs> anyways, what is, what is it? <laughs> do you tell? Wait, do you want me to pause this recording? <laughs> <laughs> and then we'll just record our reaction to your story <laughs> shrieking <laughs> can i tell you and then you can just edit in the yeah. your reactions and please cut the story that is so wild oh my god that's horrible <laughs> that's not what you want happening <laughs> Now I get it. When right. you part were... of it was what I wanted to have happen, yeah, but not that part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that this is just what we're recording now. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's. We talked about. You might want to cut this out too, but have we talked about on this podcast the gay? Uh, he did like gay porn illustration for gay magazines, and he he's like a pretty famous. You know, the old gay porn magazines used to have drawings of like like uh, Tom of Finland style. Tom of Finland. Yeah. But there's one who isn't as well known as him, but he there's just like it would like slowly as he over the course of his career, there would be like a dog peeking in the in the doorway <laughs> while two men were having sex. And then the dog would be like in the doorway and then it would be like across the room and he would just like go closer and closer until the dog was like fully in bed with them. Oh my and just, God. Like, and I think they probably stopped publishing it at that point. Like That's pretty funny just, though. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. What's the story behind the dog? I mean, I don't want the end of the story, but I'd like the beginning and middle. I'm pretty sure that it was maybe just like Did his he fetish. Get a dog? It was it was just his fetish, I think. Like oh. he just wanted the dog to be a part of the thing. I have to look up who what his name even is, but <laughs> Oh my god. I, I'm obsessed with that. It's so funny. Uh yeah. <laughs> well, well I mean, and I'm not saying I'm obsessed with bestiality as <laughs> I don't want that. Yeah, for no. Any I'm obsessed with bestiality. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> while we're here, it's time. Oh, for <laughs> pick <laughs> your poke. <laughs> Ellen, do not pick yeah. Freeway. Yeah. <laughs> Pandemic, Scotty. Yay. Um, 
no, it's uh gosh, this one is challenging. It's like I actually there's two two folks in this. I have no recall of who I picked last time, but of course I love Joey Pants and his mm. outfits in this episode. His everything in this episode is so cute. Yeah. Um, but it's gotta be Michael Volbrecht. It's gotta mm. be Michael. My my original poke was Michael Volbrecht, and this time it's still Michael Volbrecht. Wow, he's so handsome, and he looks he's... so good in those clothes. Like they're just—he is wearing the most perfectly fitting clothes for that that good body that he has. Yeah, yeah he's just so charming and handsome. No, and no talented. shade to Joey Pants, who's is super adorable in this episode. Yes, mm-hmm. mine is Alexi. <laughs> just kidding it's the psychiatrist who ate two hot dogs <laughs> it's dr dogs just kidding it's this it's the fashion designer as oh well. it's triple poke. triple poke oh my gosh <laughs> triple poke i think that's who we all chose last time too, i'm pretty I, sure we all chose I feel yeah. certain as he the way he looks in this episode has not changed no <laughs> It's him, but he has to shred that uh, sequined piece in front of my eyes before we do anything. I want to. I want to bring up Michael Volbrecht is the Tony, Tony, Tony. Yes, yeah. <laughs> season two is Tony, Tony, Tony. <laughs> take, take a Tony. Ooh, Tony's so gonna, rare. We're, Tony's gonna oh, not to spoil anything, but we're gonna get to see Tony in this <gasps> in this yeah, capsule. The Ticketmaster. Right. I just got so excited. The Ticketmaster. Uh, I wanted to bring up a couple of Jonathan's looks in this episode. Oh, please oh yeah, do. his first look. Please say rope. His please first. Say rope. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're building sorry. up to it. The ver- sorry. Okay. Okay. No. Sorry. Rope. Oh, stop. Sorry. Rope. Robonomics. The first look that he's wearing is a mesh. Yes. It's button down. Is it mesh? Is it's it actually- mesh. It's see through. Amazing. It's sheer. Yeah. It's is it actually see- mesh. It's mesh. It's and it. Well, what's awesome is that it's a patterned mesh. So it's it's uh oh. because you can see full on hair. And the Sticking and the through. you can see the pattern on his uh, cravat. <laughs> I thought it was mesh at first, and then I thought it was a graphic pattern. But maybe it is no, mesh. It's, it's mesh. hard to tell. It's one hundred percent mesh with his like uh, silk, very gay looking silk ribbon underneath. Yes, and I <laughs> get it because he he does mention to to Max like, oh, we need to be fashiony because we're going to this high fashion party. Mm-hmm. Um, but that I wouldn't wear. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a look that I was really just like. Damn, that's a that's something that I do want to wear is a tuxedo shirt with no tie and that fucking robe. Right? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that yeah, robe? The, do you know if that's a if that's a Volbrecht? I think I it believe is. that's a Volbrecht. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. It's the back because was a little much for me, but the front is so beautiful. That pattern is so striking. The cut of the robe, like the way it slightly flares to the bottom, mm-hmm. amazing. Like just and and the look with the with the Slightly unbuttoned tuxedo shirt. Oh, it's perfect. perfect. It's perfection. Yeah. 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 It's a big move. I mean, that's what you want. Yeah. That's what you want somebody to be wearing when they're like, I'm going to go down to the wine cellar and grab a couple bottles. And it's just so great. But Jennifer's also wearing. So it's, it comes at the, it's an outfit that the two of them are dressed to be photographed, right? But they're Mm. both wearing spectacular robes. She's wearing a red uh, robe with, an elaborate gold sequin pattern on it. Not tiger Sequins. stripes, but it's more just like, it's kind of Lola Fulana-y like, yeah. situation. <laughs> and then Jonathan's wearing that stunning black and white robe, which I very much could see you wearing. Oh, I would. Maybe that's, that's something that you could, uh, maybe Joe could whip, whip one up for you to wear to that wedding. You've got it's not a bad idea. Oh, yeah. That would be incredible. That, would be that you could do that outfit. whole outfit. That would be so terrific. I would absolutely And just like that. a slight change on your caftan silhouette. Yeah, like just just a nice way to showcase what's underneath as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love I'm, that. I'm 100 into that. Yeah, um, it's great. What's what were your? I know that we we talked about Jennifer's black and gold outfit before. I the striped pants with oh. the sweater. I don't like those pants. Is that, it's, it's like Egyptian yeah. pants. Is what they're it, slightly haramish, think... but huh. the cut of the pants isn't my favorite. And I think like the pairing of that is a lot, but I also think the pairing of that is just 
completely 1981. Yeah. And um, I love this sweater. Just that that texture, those kind of like luxurious evening fabrics Mm -hmm. were so much in play, starting with disco, you know, just that kind of over the top. Yeah. Sort of look and that sweater is just like has all the angoras all the mohairs <laughs> yeah it's like such a i mean that's not something i could pull off but i love it i, I totally think... disagree i actually think oh, yeah. I, when i saw that sweater i was like ellen would really rock that sweater <laughs> what does that say about me but i couldn't do that do it with the pants i think it's that those are beautiful separates and yeah. i would be curious to know if those were in someone's collection because I she says that they're Michael Volbrooks, but I don't know if they are. Mm. So, but the idea that of those th- two things together, I don't know. I love a vertical striped pant, almost any kind of vertically striped pants. And my closet right now, even with the mega purges of the last few years, there's still so many vertically striped pants that have been worn once inside my house. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh, I love that. But not outside. <laughs> it's an inside wear. <laughs> Um, it's not though it just means that for whatever reason i'm not uh breaching the exterior of my home to yeah. show the world how much i love vertical <laughs> you're not ready yet the world's not ready no, i'm not ready i love i'm the, the world, opposite yeah. of you i love those pants and i don't like the the sweater to me is like the ugly christmas sweater sort of thing i don't i don't know and it's mm. also there's a lot of fashion from 80s and 90s that you would just see in a thrift store now, which I've talked about before on the podcast. And that's what the instant vibe that it gives me is just thrift store, thrift store, thrift yeah. store. And so I don't like that sweater well, very much. And I agree it's not a great pairing. Yeah, it's the I pairing think that, for me. I think I still don't know what we've talked about this before, too, where it's like, I guess I just I know I was alive. I was very, very much alive. <laughs> but I really don't clock 90s fashion. So now with this resurgence. Uh-huh. And, you know, rediscovery for a lot of folks of 90s fashion. I'm just sort of like, oh, wow, I guess I vaguely remember that. Like, oh, man, from, uh, you know, it's it's harder for me because I think I was just trying to avoid, avoid that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. and have erased it from my mind, except for Buffy. There's a. So speaking of villainous um, editor in chiefs, uh, I've been like watching a bunch of Ew. Anna Winter stuff recently because my friend Why? Sent, my friend sent me the the this documentary on YouTube. I think it's just free on YouTube. You can watch it's called the September issue. Oh, and I've it's seen basically that. yeah, it's great. I love oh, yeah. that. It's I love a that terrific doc- documentary. Yeah, and Grace because Grace Coddington. Yes, she's amazing. She's she's kept the romance alive, and I you know Anna still kind of comes off as like a villainous person. I'm so curious about her process and everything, but you can look at uh, during that I was looking at the Vogue website and like looking at interviews with Anna Winter and you can look at every single ever cover of Vogue on their mm-hmm. archives online mm-hmm. and I was like just curious to click into the 90s and it, like it's really interesting to see that now that it's kind of coming back the first thing i saw i was like i would absolutely wear that it's like this big floral print kimono-y like with the sleeves rolled up Mm -hmm. and it's like it's great and then like black and white striped pants and there's a there's a lot going on but it's really fascinating to like look click through those vogue uh covers through the decades and see how they're different starting in like 1899 or something or 1892 did lois child ever get a vogue cover Oh. I feel like she was a cover girl, but maybe it was like bizarre or I could definitely see one that of the others. I I imagine that that would be very weird if Let's she just didn't. frantically Google. Yes. <laughs> I'm gonna see if IMDB tells us. Yes, in April of where's the year? Um Dead Air. It's okay. Lois Child's wow. The Confident Beauty. The Vogue covers really, I also find them fascinating. And I love to see covers that I remember seeing on the stand or Uh issues that I owned or still own. Like This is April 1973. Lois Childs was the cover. Nice. Fantastic. That's her, right? I suspected as much. Yeah. Wow. She's just incredible. Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Confident beauty. So this was 10 years before yeah. this episode? Well, right? A little shy. Eight years? A little shy of it, yeah. 
That's great. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's fat. It's crazy to see the Vogue, how they change it. The Sometimes it, it was so extreme close-ups for a while, and then it's full body, and then it's just different for each year as they do different things with it. It's really cool. For, for me, what's really interesting is that how much Anna Wintour shaped the embracing of celebrity culture and yeah. celebrities as models. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't love that. <laughs> I think... If I'm honest, like for me, that's a bummer, but yeah, you know, but, but it's just what we're used to now. It's not that it didn't happen before mm-hmm. and on other magazines in particular, but I don't know. I think I just love to look at models and I just can think of times when I would be so curious to take a glimpse of that world because it Mm -hmm. is fascinating. This episode is a testament to that, right? Just like the fascination with that life and what it means and all of the things connected to beauty and identity and and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, But yeah, I sort of miss that that mystery that you would have about models. Oh, yeah. But I suppose I'm thinking about... um, it's such a cliche to think about this. I'm not thinking about super hard, but the just hardcore supermodel um, Linda Evangelista phase because of um, how I watched that Wham documentary that I've been waiting for uh, um, like three times uh, in the last couple of days <laughs> and just cried uh, extensively. But then it always leads me back to Freedom 90 and George Michael and just like that mm. video is just so perfectly... 90. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 90. But anyways, we digress. Lois, well, big did up to Lois, Lois did she start as a model then? Yeah. Is yeah. what you said? Okay, yeah. Because she wouldn't be on Vogue probably as a celebrity in that year. Not in the 70s, no. Yeah. yeah. When did the, what year I mean, did that start happening, do you know? The celebrity I thing? would say it was in the 60s even, but it kind of also, I'm assuming, would dovetail with models becoming It Girls. And, mm-hmm. I mean, It, it Girls mm-hmm. been been with us forever right mm. but in terms of you we think of twiggy and then we think of models like verushka mm. right where it starts to become a thing where models become celebrities and so it's a it's a different thing than it is now it's yeah. the reverse yeah right totally but you know they've people celebrities have famous people have always been on those covers but it feels like there's just been a really, really, really extensive stretch during Anna Wintour's leadership that digs into, you know, the Kim Kardashians and the Sienna Millers and all of that. Mm-hmm. So folks that have not worked as models, but they are put there, you know, I don't know. I For me, I love the editorials more than anything else. Oh, yeah. Like covers mm. are as covers do, but... Mm. When you talk about September issue, I think of how Grace Coddington oh, is such an editorial genius. Yes, that shoot that she does the the like French flapper twenties looking shoot is so cool, <laughs> cool. And then Anna just cuts the whole thing out. No. I'm so curious and... about her choices. Like, is she choosing well, the most? I have objective? to say, I feel like she did Andre Leon Talley dirty, and so I don't think about Anna Wintour very much. Oh, what? Ha- I don't even know what happened. Well, we can. I guess I could, research, I could do my own research. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk about it here for well, our the let's LA talk about Vogue. Heart Girl. <laughs> well, actually, well, should we should we talk about who we're going to talk about next? Oh my gosh, we could. Like, does it? it do, I don't want to cut anybody off if you have other things to say. No, no, no. We're we're just falling down the the fashion adjacent rabbit yes. hole. <laughs> yeah, which is a great rabbit hole to fall down. Sequin heavy, <laughs> feathers. Fur and a winter also got the fur back. Um, I, I'm just looking. Oh, so when Jonathan and uh Jennifer are at their home getting their little photo shoot, they're like, um, give them a book, like, oh, no, like the something book. to react to, and it's called <laughs> The Pleasure of Mature Love. Yes, and then they like laugh about that, and it's really funny. And I was like, is that a real book? And I looked it up, and it's not, I don't think it is. But I did find a book called Torment and Pleasure of Mature Love. <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know. I think it's a novel. but Oh, I was going to say, is it instructional? Yeah. <laughs> the Pleasure of Mature Love. And I just got what hung age, up on torment. What age is mature? Uh, 23. Nice. Yeah. 
<laughs> but your brain isn't even fully formed until yeah. you're about 24 or 25. Yeah, 25 then. <laughs> you're mature. <laughs> you're having mature love at that moment. <laughs> oh, I think of how the medical term, like if you are a woman who's pregnant above the age of... Oh, yeah. Is it... Is it 30? I, think I don't know. 30, but like... but then it's re- referred to as a geriatric birth. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fucked up. Weird. But mature, I think, is like a little looser. Not a medical term. Yeah. Like for me, mature is like about cheese. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah mature, mature cheddar. cheddar. <laughs> my love of mature cheddar. Yes. That's my book. I think that's basically all my notes. Cool. Uh, except for her. Scotty or yeah Scotty being like Jennifer's like will you be part of my story and she says kind of like human interest oh yeah the Marie yeah Mary 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 says Mary yeah it's kind of funny and weird and well what part does she have in that story what is the story that Jennifer's oh she tells the well she talks about how her sister's ambition and and uh being being a part of her career oh yeah her like pr because the the article as i understand it is a, just about the fashion industry right it's yeah. not specifically about michael Bolbrechter, about any of that but jennifer's just doing like a bts fashion industry thing mm-hmm. which i would love to read that article i wish they had I named think... that magazine and shown some covers from it and like gave it a fake name i, I do love a fake magazine yeah. cover fake fashion <laughs> magazine yeah yeah um I just feel like it's worth noting that this episode is one of the reasons that it's so great is because of the prominence of the female characters, the variety of female characters. And I don't think you would normally say that about a fashion or model-y uh, episode as they're mm-hmm. often presented as just like, you know, the human clothes hangers or disposable or, or dumb or all the things, right? Mm-hmm. But I feel like the the models are actually an important part of this episode and they're all given like a little highlight, at least the four main ones. And I love how much it showcases the work that they do and just that you get to have conversations between the female characters. And I think that's, that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Even when they're just talking about the creepiest man in the world, with yeah. his, um, <laughs> apostrophe eyebrows. Mm-hmm. I, I love that component of this episode. And I also, and love again, just like Peggy, where Jonathan doesn't just, they don't just like let her fall off that balcony, which I think a lot of shows might've done just yeah. like let her die. Cause she's a villain, but they are like, we we will help you. We'll get no, you there's, help. Heart to heart has a proven history, even, yeah. even early on of, right? of being, considerate of it being situational like the mm-hmm. the quote-unquote villains are are not always the bad guy yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's great and speaking of what who it's are we time for memnock the wheel yeah. to tell yeah. ellen who we are talking about next let's find out <gasps> rose rose oh <laughs> I am oh. excited. I was kind of hoping that we would roll into Peggy or Robin, but mm. I'm, I'm. Instead, we're gonna roll, roll into rolls. Oh, rolls, my lord, rolls. Okay. Well, we were just talking about magazine covers. We so sure it's time were. To go to Rose's newsstand and fantastic <laughs> fashion of her in that. Oh uh, my gosh, that outfit is what I hope I'm wearing when I go to shoot somebody. Yes, yeah, definitely. Oh my goodness. Uh, okay, we that episode outfit is a question of innocence which is where is it um let me find it let me find can't wait it. to watch her roll down that hill yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i can't wait for sassy max and rose banter mm-hmm. oh my god yes the ugh. so many reasons why rose is a wonderful heart girl it's season one episode 15 there we go I have, least... as, I have it as I have it as episode thirteen. Okay, it's thirteen <laughs> because this is adding the the pilot. Oh, so then it would be fourteen. Oh, it's why is it so confusing? I don't know. <laughs> well, if you, I... oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I just, I realized that we didn't touch on this. I know what I rated this episode: the latest in high fashion murder. If I can jump back. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but I can't. I'm sorry that I don't remember what the two of you rated it. I'm guessing that Eric and I rated it the same. But was it a triple five or was it? No, I don't. I don't. I think I feel like I rated it lower, but maybe I'm wrong. Uh, it's so hard to remember. It was 
14.5. Oh, did I do? And but I so I'm sorry. I didn't take as fastidious notes as Margaret does. Um but we all we rate we re-rated it to be 15. It was one it was Oh, we of, did. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um uh, and I don't know if it was you that did the 4.5. I think I probably was. That's how I remember it. I just know it wasn't me. I yeah, I can't see myself giving <laughs> this episode less than a five. Yeah. Yeah, I except can't. unless you subtracted a half a point for the preponderance of sticks. <laughs> I think I I subtracted half a point for the it being a rehearsal and not a full fashion. Oh, show. I think oh, you, I think right. that's true. I Which think that's what it was. It still, it, it still does, and still. I still I believe that. I mean, although we've rewrited it a fifteen at this point, so it's like, do we give it a third rating at this point? Like now, I don't know. I was just curious. Sometimes I am curious. Oh yeah, I I should Sometimes. always I should always remember to look up what we rated it before that's um, how i describe you it's Occ- summer occasionally it's summer. curious <laughs> okay listeners <clears throat> a question of innocence season one of heart to heart uh the episode number is in debate uh but just look up heart to heart a question <laughs> of innocence and you'll find it it is streaming for free in north america on amazon prime still um there are many other sources to find it on the internet if you just google them yeah uh we what? are following Jeanette Nolan who plays Rose. Uh, and I can't wait to talk about this episode Exciting. again. I'm really excited to watch it again. Are we going to read the plot description? Oh, sure. I have it up here right now. Now that it's not my job anymore. I'm yeah. like, uh, where's the plot description? Yeah, where is it? <laughs> what is it even? Uh, originally airing on January 15th, 1980. <laughs> The old woman who runs the newsstand in Jonathan's building is b- being blackmailed for a murder she may not have committed. Ooh. I love that it's may not may have. May not have, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Chances are she did commit that. Yeah, murder. I you know, really wouldn't blame her. Uh, <laughs> find out more next week, uh, right where you're listening to us. And talk to us also if you want to. Uh, itwasmurderpod at gmail.com is the email. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Both are at itwasmurderpod. Please rate and review us wherever you're listening to this. Give us five stars and write a nice review. It's so nice. Uh, if you choose to fly a kite this summer, watch out for garbage cans. Oh. <laughs> PSA. Oh, I can't wait until we have an inanimate object season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just all inanimate object heroes. The capsules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think that's all I need to say to you. Um, other than I love you, and I love you, Ellen, and I love you, Joe. Oh, we love you too. You better. Oh. Uh, and we also love Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway. Good night, Freeway.